And welcome to the podcast with purpose in this world. Welcome to my time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. And I'm your host, Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. Uh, I'm a person that was diagnosed with autism at age three. And as a person on the spectrum, I went to different challenges in my life, such as social communication, being nonverbal to age four, rejection, bullying, discrimination, and many challenges in life. But throughout my life, I've overcome those challenges to achieve key goals of graduating from college, be able to get full-time employment, be writing my own book, become a motivational speaker, being work on doing work on television, and more important today, an international ambassador for autism and many other causes. This is a podcast in which we'll talk about different topics, autism, mental health, and many others that impact our community and our world. And we're gonna have we're gonna have people as guests as in which I can interview from around the world. So without further ado, welcome to my time with Tony Hernandez Umar. Everybody, uh, thank you all for joining me in this episode of My Time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. And this is your host, uh, Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. It is an honor and privilege for all of you to be here with me today, watching this live episode of my podcast on Facebook and YouTube. Just a reminder for everybody that, that, this, that this episode will be published on the rest of my platforms for my podcast, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So if you haven't done so, please share uh, this episode with everybody that you know. Uh, spread the word, because today we're going to talk about a topic which has been at the forefront of, uh, of our society, especially the last couple of months, and especially more the last couple of days, uh, which is the topic of abortion, which is one of the most controversial, I have to say, perhaps the most divisive issue happening right now in our country and also in other parts of the world. So I'm going to talk about that today from my perspective, my opinion. I'm going to talk about its impact of abortion on disability rights. And hopefully at the end of this, of this episode, we can think about ways in which uh, we can help families that are in need towards creating uh, better policy initiatives to help families, uh, to help women, and to help everybody in terms of quality of life, which is the end of the goal. So if you have any any questions, uh, please write them down in the comments or and because we're going to discuss it at the end of the episode. So let us begin. So thank you all for being with me here tonight. Um, the, re the reason why I'm doing this episode is because of what is happening. You know, if you're not familiar or, you know, especially if you're outside of the United States, well, most likely you will be familiar. Uh, there has been a lot of, you know, con you know, issues in regards to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. If you don't know, Roe v. Wade was a 1973 ruling that was made by the Supreme Court at back then which gave uh, federal rights towards abortion across the country. And which even though the abortion is not in the constitution because of that ruling, uh, you know, that ruling gave towards giving rights uh, throughout all the states for abortion. And there have been a lot of debates, a lot of different points of view in regards to this very divisive topic. 
from different points of view, society's points of view, religious points of view, polit you know, political point of view. It's a topic that is very, very sensitive and very divisive. In my opinion, it should not be, and I'll tell you why in a little bit. But you know, there have been a lot, you know, there have been a lot of fights in our society in terms of you know keeping or repealing Roe v. Wade. And those fights came into the point in early May when there was a leak in the media in which they, in which it indicated that the Supreme Court was going to overturn Roe v. Wade. And that created a wide range of reactions, of you know, protests, you know, arguments and fights everywhere in the country. And it's a very, very, as I mentioned, very sensitive and divisive issue, and which was confirmed this past Friday when the Supreme Court officially overturned Roe v. Wade. And with, and with that decision, what it, it did was to turn Roe v. Wade into into back you know eliminate Roe v. Wade and bring the debate of abortion back to the states. So let the states decide, let the people decide in regards to this very, very complicated, very sensitive issue. And since that time there have been states that have pushed for more pro-abortion policies. There have been other states, you know, a lot of states pushing for more restrictions, restrictions on abortion or more anti-abortion policies. Um, there have been unfortunate events um, in regards to attacks, you know, at you know, at the different churches, especially the Catholic churches, pregnancy centers by very, you know, anti, you know, you know, pro-abortion groups, unfortunately. And it's a very it's been a very divisive issue, especially here. Um, basically, um, right now there's a lot of you know you know, divisions right now in regards to this ruling. And my goal has always tried to be to understand the different points of view. But today I'm gonna to talk about my point of view and my perspective on this uh, in regards to this ruling. I personally agreed with this ruling. Why? Because, you know, originally the ruling indicated back in 1973 that abortion was a constitutional right. But in reality, abortion is not in the U.S. Constitution, meaning that it was not, it was had never been a constitutional right. Another thing, the, uh, the ruling took away the power you know, of the states to decide whether they wanted to you know, push more uh, you know, abortion policies or not. So it took away and in return gave power back to the states under the 10th Amendment. To be able to get, you know, let the states decide this very, very difficult uh, issue. So, um, you know, constitutionally, you know, it was the right call. Uh, so that way, let you know, let the different states decide, let the different populations decide about this very, very difficult situation. Because unfortunately, abortion, which began as something that is, you know, that is like completely something that rarely happens, that is safe, and do it unless it's as a last resort. Unfortunately, since 1973, it got expanded and it got to a point in which, you know, unfortunately, a lot of, you know, things, um, a lot of times abortion was reused, you know, for the wrong reasons, 
you know, I'm, I'm pro-life and I don't agree with abortion at all. But you got to expand abortion towards, you know, not wanting the child, more like a birth control policy, much more than, you know, than rape situations. According to latest statistics, about 92% of people elected to do abortion was because of, of, of election, much more than abortion, you know, than rape, which was less than one or 2%. That's one. So it's very fortunate that because of the issues happening in our society in regards to the attacks on family or not supporting policies that will support family, we have got to this point. And again, I'm trying to understand the different points of view, but again, I cannot defend, you know, killing an innocent life, you know, even though that person has not been born because life begins at, at, concept, at conception. And that's the reality, not only from the religious perspective, but also scientific you know, studies. And so, and it's become very sad that in the last couple of months, uh, there were a lot of, um, you know, measures being presented, you know, at the federal level, at different states, which will permit abortion up to 20, up to nine months, which for me, that will be, which would be completely unacceptable because, you know, it, it will be completely unacceptable to be able to, you know, to kill a, a you know, a, a human who is inside a full development just before the moment of birth. And even worse, and this is something that unfortunately the news uh, media, the mainstream media doesn't talk about, is that in California recently, um, there was a bill that was approved, which will permit uh, pro, you know, health reproductive policies, and other words, will push for infants, infants, you know, this this infanticide. Uh, killing of babies up to four weeks after after birth, which is unthinkable how the state government in California even considered that type of measure. And unfortunately, something, so abortion got transformed from something that it is last resort, safe, and unfortunate, but something that became about powery and bragging, which is very sad because you're destroying another, you know, another life. And this is the sad thing. Since 1973, Around 63 million living, you know, human you know, beings, human beings have been killed uh, by abortion. And how I do connect this to the special needs uh, disability uh, advocacy work that I do? Well, it's even worse because recently um, there have been uh, there was an article uh, that was released about the, for example, the use of prenatal testing, for example, uh, to be used to identify autism at an early, you know, early stage. And unfortunately that can be, you know, unfortunately that can be used as, as an excuse towards having abortion. Uh, this was an article which I will recommend all of you to find about prenatal testing for autism, which I'm gonna put down in the link below which it was written by pastor, by father, um, you know, Schneider, which is Catholic and also autistic. And why I bring the prenatal testing and what does it, what does it have to do with autism, you know, with abortion? Well, simple. Uh, so in 2017, 2018, 
not here, but in different countries in Europe, like Iceland, like Denmark, they implemented and made advancements in regards to the use of prenatal testing to identify Down syndrome. And they were able to make this, you know, this advance, you know, this advancements in creating effective ways to identify Down syndrome in the prenatal testing. And as a result of that, and this and which is the most saddest, one of the most saddest things, tragic things I've ever read, that was used to put a control on the population of Down syndrome in those European countries. You can look it up, Down syndrome, Iceland, Down syndrome, Denmark, the way in which they were able to solve the Down syndrome issue. And as a result of that, after those you know, measures were implemented, uh, the population for Down syndrome in those countries, Denmark, uh, Iceland, and many other European countries decreased between 70 up to 95%. And, and the worst part of the ball is that the news, the mainstream media, there was an, a report by CBS, which did a, uh, a, you know, which did a report on the situation and they didn't paint it as a, you know, as something horrific. They painted it as something that, you know, a science progress, like something that is not too, you know, like, seriousness and it's very sad because you know prenatal testing was used to abort babies with down syndrome and as i said in the united states you know 77 percent of you know of, of you know of moms who have received a prenatal testing indicating that their child was diagnosed with down syndrome 77 percent decided to do an abortion and those numbers in iceland 90 percent you know denmark 95 percent and it's very sad as you know because you kill you, know, you, you people can in the mainstream media and others may say oh it was used to control the situation but in reality it was used to kill innocent lives and even worse is you know you know, in addition to this prenatal testing situation is recently they have been used of disability, special needs as in, you know, as a reason why we need to have abortion rights. That has been, you know, in most circles, you know, that advocate for disability rights, that advocate for autism, you know, for the autistic, autism population, they condemn the overturn of Roe v. Wade. The, the, some of the reasons in which the, some of these groups, you know, opposed the overturning of Roe v. Wade was because it was going because of this ruling, our our disability rights are going to be threatened. We're going to lose our disability rights, and and they have used that. Obviously, the 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 health of the mother was disabled and not having access to abortion, and many other reasons. But even, you know, even sad, even more sad than anything is that they have started using, uh, some people have been using uh, disability or special needs as, as, a, as a reason why we need to do abortion rights. And this is, which is even more sad, and which is even more, you know, it's even sadder that 
a lot of leaders who are, you know, who advocate for people that have autism and other disabilities didn't condemn these comments, and which I'm going to show it to you right now. There was a uh, comment made by a political analyst, Anna Navarro, who is Republican, supposedly, on that on CNN, she was condemning the and criticizing the overturning of Roe v. Wade. But she did something that was very despicable, which was to bring her family members with special needs as an excuse to as to why we need to have abortion rights or control. So I'm going to show it to you because that way, you know, you can think, you, you know, may say, oh, you're making things up. I'm not. I'm going to show you the video. So let's go to the video for a moment here. And let's play the video so that way you can see it from Anna Navarro's mouth. And because I have a family with a lot of special needs kids. I have a bro brother who's 57 and has the mental and motor skills of a one-year-old. And I know what that means financially, emotionally, physically for a family. Jesus, looks like we lost connection. And I know not all oh. families can do it. And I have a step-granddaughter who was born with Down syndrome. And you know what? It is very difficult in Florida to get services. It is not as easy as it sounds on paper. And I've got another. Oh, it's having some technical issues. step-grandson who is uh, very autistic, who has autism, and it is incredible. And their mothers and, their, and people who are in that society, who are in that community, will tell you that they considered suicide because that's how difficult it is to get help, because that's how lonely they feel, because they can't get other jobs, because they have financial issues, because the care that they're able to give. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Okay, so you, you saw the video. And, and you know, not to be, you know, I agree with some points about, yes, in regards to the challenge, you know, the difficulty of getting access to services for special needs with people with disabilities. Uh, I agree with the challenges of, you know, financial struggles, getting a job, getting care for people with autism and other, related, other disabilities. You know, I agree with that. But my question is why you're bringing your families with special needs, with disabilities, into an abortion, you know, that's the reason why we need to have abortion. What does disability rights, in terms of getting access to support, have to do with abortion rights? Why are you even mentioning that? You know, bringing your family members, you know, can be viewed as, hey, this, you know, people with a disability, with special needs, are suffering, and, and just because of that, to avoid the suffering, they need to, you know, we can we can afford to have them. So, women had to have the abortion rights to stop bringing people with special needs and disabilities. This sound not this really sounds like a eugenics eugenics um, policy of selecting somebody because he or she has a disability. And the argument for abortion rights has always been the health and well-being of the mom, 
of the woman, you know, the reproductive rights, you know, the, you know, that has been the arguments and the woman deciding have the, you know, decision over her own body, which in reality has not been re being respected, you know, by the government itself, you know, especially through the vaccine mandates. But that's another thing that I'm not going to talk about this moment. So why you're bringing special needs, people with disabilities into the abortion debate? What is the reason? Now, as I mentioned before the video, there have been this very dis different advocates uh, for different autism organizations, disability or rights organizations that have not one of them have condemned the comments that Ms. Anna Navarro, eugenics comments that she made, putting her family members with special needs in regards of supporting abortion rights. There have been no condemnation because a lot of times people with, you know, advocates for autism and special needs, they use about having to us, because I'm an advocate myself, about having rights to a quality of life. We are concerned a lot of times that we get discriminated. That can be used, be used as a form of discrimination because they're using the disability as an excuse to not let you live, to kill you. And, and, and you know, that's, that's not, there's no excuse. There's no reason why to support this. And as I mentioned about the prenatal testing, um, it's very concerning that many, and, there, and I imagine there have been others who have brought comments about, you know, there's a lot of people with disabilities and special needs, and we're bringing to this world they're defective. We need to make sure they're putting, putting control population just like we did in Iceland and Denmark with the Down syndrome population. So overall, you know, we are pushing, you know, after the re and the things that have been done after the ruling of different companies, instead of pushing you know, pro, you know, measures like to help families, uh, for example, with, you know, you know, pay, you know paid leave after, you know, after a pregnancy for women, you know, more paying for expenses and paid leave and mental health. They have paid for abortions and to, to get access to abortions in other states or other countries. Companies paying for that, but they don't pay for paid leave. What does that tell you? Something, you know, I, you know, women, you know, a lot of, you know, they can say that the woman may feel power by this, but in reality, Abortion is one of the worst things to go through. It only affects, uh, it affects the health of both the woman, the, both the mom, and the living being, and the being inside the womb. Now, I'm not telling you to agree with me with my positions. I want you to really think. I want you to not go by the, by what is being thrown out there by mainstream media. Or the emotional sides of both, you know, both not only the pro-choice but also the pro-life. I want you to really think about what abortion really is. Do research about it, and to see if you're going to still support this or not. So, it's a very, um, it's a very complicated, you know, situation at this moment. But we need to push for more 
initiatives that is pro-life. That's what we need to do. I think, and the decision that was made was not the end of banning of abortion completely, no. It went back to the state. So that's something we, we need to remember. So overall, you know, we need to find a way towards looking at disability rights, not from the only from the perspective of pro-choice, but also pro-life. We need to look at beyond disability rights, the ways in which we have to work together towards creating the better conditions to raise families and to raise child care. There's a lot that we need to do much more than that. Yes, I agree with that. We need to come together despite our differences to push for family initiatives, for pro-life initiatives, to help more, to, especially with people with disabilities, families that have loved ones with disability, not look at it as a burden, to create more support. We had to come together and to make sure, especially, you know, you know, a, a parent, a mom that has a, you know, a baby, in, you know, inside the womb, to make sure that we're doing everything to support her. And we, but we had to talk about the reason and about pro-life, to not make sure that you know, make make it one day. I'm not sure if I'm going to see it in my lifetime, but to make it one day in which abortion is completely unnecessary. That would be the ideal scenario. And that's something that, as I said, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't say in this, you may say, oh, you're a Christian, you're putting your religion over others. You know, even if I'm not Christian, I'm, I'm pro-life. Or religions, I'm pro-life. I don't believe in the killing of the innocent. And that's what is being pushed on as reproductive rights protecting the health of the mom, which is completely not true. And using, again, special needs, a disability, or any other, or using the cost of raising a child or the difficulties as an excuse of abortion is completely unacceptable. And also, again, abortion was never a constitutional right. It's not in the Constitution either. It was a privilege that was made by the mistake in 1973 that has been corrected, in my opinion. So overall... I want you guys, all of you that are listening to me or watching me tonight, to really think about this, to do your own critical thinking. We go beyond the noise, research what abortion truly is, and then you make up the decision. But we need to do much more, especially in our country, I admit it, towards pushing more pro-life family environment, family policies. That's what we need to do. And I think we can work together, the pro-choice, the pro-life, and the disability rights movements together towards achieving that. But I will always fight for pro-life, no matter what anybody says. So that's what I wanted to share with all of you this evening. And I greatly appreciate um, I don't see we have any questions. Let me double check for a moment. I don't see any questions. Okay. If you have any questions, any comments that you would like to leave, uh, please do so. Whether you agree or disagree with what I said, I'd like to hear it. Stand up and think about yourself. That's what I'm saying. And let's have a debate and let's find ways. More important than the debate 
find ways towards helping create more pro-life, more pro-family policy. So that's what we need to do. So if you have any questions, any comments, any concerns, uh, I invite you to follow my, you know, follow and subscribe to my podcast, whether you're Spotify, Apple, you know, Google Podcasts, subscribe to my podcast, My Time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. I also invite you to get, um, to go to follow me on Facebook, Tony H. Puma, Instagram under Tony Hernandez Pumarejo in all on my social media, and also my website, TonyHernandezPumarejo.com. And also, if you haven't done so, get a copy of my book, An Autism Restricted Life, which talks about, if you don't know much about my story or who I am, I'm an autistic advocate. I can talk about uh, you know, my life on the spectrum from childhood to adulthood. If you haven't done so, please get a copy of your, of your of my book, An Autism Scripted Life. And again, thank you so much um, for being with me here tonight. It is very, again, very difficult topic, but we need to talk about it and we need to find ways to create a better society. So thank you so much. And this is Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. And every, I wish everybody a great night. Much blessings. Thank you. And this is it for another episode of My Time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. I hope you like it. Uh, so if you want to learn a little bit more information in terms of the work that I do, um, please uh, subscribe to my social media, you know, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube under my, my name, Tony Hernandez, Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. You can also follow my website, www.tonyhernandezpumarejo.com. And if you're interested in getting a copy of my book, An Autism, A Scripted Life, uh, you can purchase it from Amazon and, or any other platform, including my own, you know, my, my website. So I hope you liked this episode of My Time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. And until next time we, we meet, thank you and have a wonderful day. Blessings. <laughs>